I think you know roughly what we want to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's plenty, plenty to get into right there now. There really is. Three receivers to the right. Mariota drops, steps up. He can run a long way. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Titans have a miracle left in them in what has been a magical season to this point. If they do, they need it now. Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Pitches it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. He's got something. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. Welcome to the Transatlantic Titans podcast. Yes, that's right. Two podcasts in as many weeks, but we have had an NFL draft. We've had all sorts of nonsense going on. I'm Adam. I have got Brian with me. Hi, Brian. Good to be back. Good indeed. Uh, Miles Tarry is here. Miles, hello. Hey, uh, I was going to say good to be back, but sadly I was here last week for people listening who didn't enjoy my takes. But yes, good to be back. <laughs> uh, Greg is here as well. Hi, Greg. Delighted to be back. Um, but I don't care what any of you guys think, um, because we've got someone much, much superior to talk to. Um, Mike Herndon is joining us. And we are going to chat all things Titans and all things draft related. Well, as many as we can. Here's Mike. So here we go. If you don't know who this man is, um, you haven't been paying attention or you're not a Titans fan. Mike, for I think your third time, on this podcast welcome how are you i'm doing good doing good glad to be back um always excited to talk to you guys um i'm retired mike as well um so that, this, is, right. this is extra special um, that's right I, I only come out of retirement for a select few people and y'all are, y'all are one of them <laughs> continuously coming out of more, more times in and out than tom brady i imagine um, that's right that's right i mean let's let's get straight into this um we could tiptoe around the elephant in the room um but draft night didn't quite go as expected or the first day anyway um before even pick 26 which we were all looking forward to um the drama happened much sooner than that um waking up i'd set i'd set an alarm to try and time it for that pick um, and to be up watching it um missed all the drama by about 15 minutes saying what what on earth is going on um what did you make of it i mean Firstly, your reaction, um, and also now the dust has settled. Uh, is there anything positive we could take um, from the AJ Brown trade? Well, what what a horrible way for you to wake up. Um, <laughs> I feel for you on that one. Um, yeah, I, so I was watching it live, um, you know, and I, you know, I had the TV on and I had Twitter open and was kind of going back and forth watching and interacting and, you know, looking at whatever, you know, I was counting down the picks, trying to see who was going to be there uh, at 26. And we were starting to get within range 
Um, and I actually wondered if they might consider trading up for Traylon Burks because it was pretty clear he was the top wide receiver left on the board. And I, I was honestly shocked that John Dotson had gone ahead of him. Um, so I was like, you know, I wonder what if the Titans might trade up. And then I saw a tweet pop up on my timeline that said Titans and trade. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe that's what it is. And then I saw AJ Brown and I was like, Oh God, no. Uh, and it was just like that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach that, you know, something horrible has happened. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, and of course my initial reaction was, well, oh, this is probably fake Schefter. Uh, so <laughs> I, I looked and, and double checked to make sure it was the real guy and everything. And sure enough, it was, and it, it took a minute. My initial reaction of course was outrage just because I could not believe I, in my head, I had always figured that the, the Titans needed a refresh on offense. I, I think that was pretty clear last season. And, you know, it's it's been clear for a while. If you just look at some of the ages on some of these guys, you know, Tannehill's in, getting into his mid-30s. Lawan is past 30. Uh, ben Jones is past 30. You know, Saffold, of course, who's now gone, was past 30. There's a lot of guys that were on the older end of this football team. And, you know, Derek Henry even at, uh, you know, I think he's 28 now, uh, is is towards the end of what a running back's career typically is at the NFL level, um, at least on on the higher performance levels uh, for that that position. So I I expected a refresh to come, but I expected it to always be centered around a 24 year old superstar receiver. Yeah, right. That they developed, <laughs> and and I was like, you know, well, if anything, AJ Brown's going to become the focal point of the offense. And in, even through all the trade stuff with the jets and everything, this whole off season, you know, all the speculation and whatnot, I never actually thought that they would pull the trigger on a trade. I thought they would find a way to make it work. And um, yeah. So after, after everything settled and some of the details have come to light between the, it sounds like AJ, AJ Brown's camp, may have overplayed their hand a bit with the Titans asking for crazy, crazy money. Um, and, and maybe that, uh, the negotiations apparently became contentious. I think both, both, both sides would agree that they became contentious, you know, whose side you're on as far as what you believe, uh, who was at fault for it becoming contentious, I think is up to your interpretation of, of what AJ Brown said and what the Titans have, have obviously put out through the media. Um, so I think it's, it's a, it's a shame that they couldn't come to an agreement. I think ultimately what I believe to be the case is that AJ Brown actually wanted out. I, I think he wanted to go play with his friend in Philadelphia. Um, I think he wanted to play on a bigger stage, frankly. I, I think he kind of felt like, you know, his comment in the, the press conference about, I wanted to be appreciated or I wanted my talents to be appreciated. I don't think that was directed at the Titans or Titans fans who I think everybody in the organization and everybody who's watched this team certainly appreciated AJ Brown's talents. He was probably the most popular player uh, on the team short of Derrick Henry probably. Um, but it is, um, I think it's more about him playing in Philadelphia, him playing on a bigger market in a bigger stage uh, you know, maybe getting a little bit more attention because I, I, you know, there is that belief out there among players, you know, Delaney Walker said it and a few other players have said it now that, that, that playing for the Titans, you're just not going to get the recognition that you deserve nationally. Uh, um, and whether that's true or not, whether that's fair or not, I'm, I'm not totally sure, but I think that is something that, that players believe. Um, 
and I, I think that may have played a role in what A.J. Brown ultimately wanted. I, I think he did want out, and I think ultimately the Titans were going to have to overpay to keep him, and and anything north of what he actually got would have been a really hard pill for me to swallow from a contract standpoint given what, what – he's a really good receiver. He's not the best receiver in the NFL, uh, I think, is kind of where I sit with, with A.J. Uh, could Traylon Burks become the best receiver in the NFL? You know, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. I I loved Traylon Burks. Like, Traylon Burks was, um, you know, I think my third wide receiver on my own personal rankings. Um, I was higher on him than Garrett Wilson. I was higher on him than Drake London. Um, so I, I really liked him. And, you know, there there are certain drawbacks. Like, he's not he's not a perfect prospect by any means. He's, he leaves a little uh, – or he at least doesn't have a lot of tape of him running, you know, very difficult routes. A lot of what Arkansas did with Traylon Burks was just basically trying to get him the ball in space or trying to just let him run by guys and, and throw it up deep to let him go get the ball. And and that's what he's really great at. He, he is, well, first, I guess, for me, is special after the catch like that. And that's going to be the thing that compares to AJ Brown. You get the ball in his hands and he's capable of making special things happen. He, he's very difficult to tackle at 6'3, 225. He's, you know, he got a lot of power, um, really elusive with the ball. So he he's going to do a lot of the same things I think that AJ Brown did for the Titans. I, I think you're going to see the Titans plug him into exactly the role that AJ had, and that's going to be running those glance routes, running those deep overs, running those deep posts. Uh, trying to get the ball in his hands in the middle of the field and let him make something happen. And I think he's going to be very capable of that. Um, but the route running, you know, and stuff like that probably needs a little bit of development. Um, but I, I think he has a chance to be a special, you know, top, top, top tier um, wide receiver at the NFL level. Now, whether that happens or not, like there's a lot of guys that have talent, have potential. You know, the draft is filled with them. Everybody that went in the first round uh, this this past weekend that team believed that that player is going to be special and probably maybe 10 to 12 of them will be based, based on, you know, that track record of the draft. So I think Burks is in a good spot, um, taking over that role, being put in an offense that will play to his strengths. Um, but it remains to be seen kind of what, what he can be at the NFL level, but I am very, very high on him. I, I think, I think a lot of him as a player. Does the extra pressure, that he's going to be under now because of because of what happened. Does that worry you? And I mean, it, it, he's going to have pressure anyway. But it, it normally would, I guess. Um, I think normally I, I would feel a little bit more concerned. But but frankly, Traylon Burks, you know what I've been able to gather about his personality through interviews and and various reports and things like that, does not strike me as the type of guy that's going to be. Uh, spending a lot of time on social media, spending a lot of time worrying about what people think of him. I think he is a, you know, kind of, I don't know. I guess the, the way to, he is a, a, a old school country boy in the, in the way of, uh, <laughs> you know, the U S South. Um, he likes to hunt wild boar with his bare hands and a hunting knife and his dogs. And uh, he likes to go fishing and, and wear cowboy boots and, and all this stuff, I, which culturally he's going to be a phenomenal fit in Tessie. Like, it, I think people are going to love him pretty soon. And hopefully he does help people forget about the sting of the AJ trade. Of course, I, I think everyone would have loved to see them both on the same team together. But, um, you know, ultimately I think, I think Burke's, personality wise, I don't think the pressure will impact him as much as it might some other guys. 
That's good. That's good to hear. Um, what about the second pick after trading, trading back with the Jets, uh, which was probably a good move at that point. Uh, but I didn't expect a cornerback at the top of the second. I, I didn't either. Yeah, that that one was one where you know I liked the player. I I thought Roger McCreary was an excellent player. I just expected the Titans to either go offensive line, quarterback, or maybe even just doubled up at wide receiver right there. Like I, I thought they might go Sky Moore and just say, because I mean, we entered the draft thinking that wide receiver was one of their biggest needs when they had AJ Brown. Well, now they don't have AJ Brown. Yeah, they took Traylon Burks, but the wide receiver is still a pretty big need. So I expected, you know, possibly them to go back and, and take a Sky Moore or go, you know, best offensive lineman available, which, you know, I, I, most of the offensive linemen that I thought I had really high grades on or really high expectations for were gone by that point at pick 35. So I don't totally fault them for not uh, reaching for a lineman right there. Um, but cornerback was surprising. I, I do love the player, though. And I think I hope it, it's not a, a reflection of their concern about Caleb Farley, but it does give you some Caleb Farley insurance, right? And, and I think that is. Even if you, even if they feel great about how his rehab is currently going and, and that he's going to be able to produce once he does get healthy, um, his injury history suggests you should carry an insurance policy on him. And, and McCreary is a really good insurance policy and gives you the opportunity to go with four corners at times. I mean, this is this has become so much of a passing league, and, and teams just are collecting speed and weapons and everything on the outside that I think sometimes you do need to have three, four, you know, five guys who can really cover um, that you can get all out on the field at the same time. And I do think there's going to be some opportunities for them to have, you know, McCreary, Fulton, Molden, and Farley all playing on the field at the same time in certain packages. It feels like we've been thin at that position for, for a while. And that's partly because, because of injuries. Um, it's, it feels a weird state to be in where we're, we're blessed with riches, hopefully if, if, if Caden Farley can stay fit and recover, recover well. Um, what about the the wide receiver position then? If you know, we, I mean, it it got addressed with Carl Phillips, who I guess he's been compared to Adam Humphreys um, for obvious reasons. Um, but other than that, surely there's a, there's still a bit of a hole. Um, do you see that being addressed um, after the draft, or well, between between now and and the season? Yeah, I think um, there's certainly the possibility. There's there's still some guys out there, right? I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. is probably the biggest name. Um, obviously, he's carrying that ACL injury from the Super Bowl, which means he's he's certainly not going to be available to start the season and probably wouldn't until about halfway through the year, my guess, best case we, scenario. We love guys with injuries, though. Come on. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, so that would, would be a possibility in, in J-Rob's uh, world of, of injury collecting. Um, but he uh, it would be hard for me to see them going after OBJ, considering they already have Robert Woods coming back from an injury and, and you know they're yeah. relying so much on a rookie already. I think they need somebody who could come in and, and kind of be able to contribute right away. So that would lead me to, um, speaking of injuries, uh, Will Fuller. <laughs> I think it could be an option. Um, obviously, you can't bank on him to play 17 games, but he will give you speed. He is familiar with this Titans coaching staff. Um, and 
the the Titans don't have a. I mean, Traylon Burks, I do think is a pretty good deep threat, actually. Uh, so I, I will I won't say they don't have a deep threat, but they don't have a true burner. Um, Burks beats you by he can run and his top end speed is good, but he beats you physically at the line and then and then kind of is able to turn on the Jets. But uh, Fuller is a true burner. He threatens the defense every snap that he's on the field, regardless of whether he's getting the ball or not. So I think. Even if you if you told me I could have 12 games of Will Fuller or 17 games of Keelan Cole, I'm going to take 12 games of Will Fuller. Uh, that's and now obviously I'd I'd like to be able to choose that you know those games in the playoffs <laughs> are games that he's available for, um, but I, I think that's kind of one of those guys that I I would would not mind them taking a flyer on for a cheap deal that you know you're not really risking a ton uh financially or, or long term you're just you're just trying to kind of get a guy in that can that can help you a little bit fill out that room uh so you're not relying so much on Desert Patrick and Nick Westbrook Akina and Racing McMath and all these other guys that really don't have any NFL skins on the wall uh to speak of okay what about the quarterback position we have to get to it <laughs> Um, absolutely the, yeah. the fourth pick i'm not ignoring nicholas petit frere for a second here <laughs> uh, but we need to talk about malik willis and um, picked in picked in the third round who actually i thought might have been going at the top of the second which was one of the reasons for being surprising at, at cornerback um but him falling as as did others as did ridder and others but um that feels like a really good value pick um, what do you make of him? What do you make of Ryan Tannehill's reactions and press conference yesterday? Um, should he be a mentor? Uh, throwing <laughs> that out there. Um, so as far as the pick goes, yeah, I was shocked he lasted that long. I, I really thought Willis was going to go in the top 10 to 15 picks. I, I thought he was going to be the first quarterback off the board because his upside is so high. And I think what the the last few really and this is a copycat league obviously everyone always says that but the last few quarterbacks that have really hit big um coming out of the draft you know you look at Patrick Mahomes you look at Josh Allen um you know Joe Burrow I guess to an extent uh but uh Justin Herbert like what those guys all had in common was they had elite elite physical tools um and Willis there's zero doubt has elite physical tools he he has as strong an arm as you could possibly want, um, throws the ball, you know, with, with velocity, can throw the deep ball. He's got everything arm strength wise, arm talent wise that you could ask for. And then his legs, I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson, but he's not that far off of it. Um, I, I kind of think he is similar to Lamar, slightly less elusive, but much stronger arm. Um, and I think, it's going to be fascinating because he's not ready right now. Like I, I, I think the reason he didn't get drafted until the third round, given those traits is that he's not going to be ready for this. He, he's not, he's not going to be ready to step in and play week one. Uh, it's going to take him some time. You know, a lot's been made of Liberty's offense. It is a, you know, simplified scheme and the fact that they run, a, they just run a lot of double moves and a lot of stops and outs. Like it, it is a lot of the same stuff repeated. Uh, and, and it's kind of a simplistic offense, um, which works great at the college level. It's just not, not likely to translate to the NFL level where things are a lot compl more complicated. Defenses are way more complicated. I think he's going to need time to learn how to evaluate and process after the snap pre-snap, 
getting protection set, everything else that is required of an NFL quarterback, it's going to take him some time to learn all of that. And not to mention, you know, he's got some mechanical stuff as far as his, his feet and, you know, getting out from, he, he has a tendency to throw off balance at times, which causes passes to sail on him and, and things like that. So I think he's got some mechanical work to do. I think he's got a lot of classroom work to do. Um, he's got a lot of work to do just from, from seeing the, the field vision that it takes to, to read out a progression, uh, you know, past concept. So I, I think a lot of what he did at Liberty was, was one read, throw or run. Um, and, and that's it. And, and that's not going to cut it for an NFL quarterback. So that, that's why he was available that late, but I, the upside is tremendous. He seems like a great kid. Everything that you read about him, everything that you hear about him, he seems to be intangibles, leadership traits, everything, really high marks on on all of that. And I, I like betting on a guy with the physical tool set that Willis has and the intangibles off the field that if you put him in this spot, you give him a year to learn under Ryan Tannehill. And, and the mentor thing, I I think Tana, he's, he's Tannehill... He's got Kurt was, Warner. He doesn't need Ryan Tannehill. Right, right. right. Uh, I, I think Tannehill's comment... You know, it maybe the way that I took it was he's not going to go out of his way and say, all right, I'm your big brother now, you know, and I'm going to follow you around off the field and, and do all this other stuff. I'm, I'm that's not his job. And he's right about that. Like it, it is the coach's job to prepare Malik Willis to play. It is Ryan Tannehill's job to keep Malik Willis off the field by being better than him and winning this team football game. So, yeah, yeah. It, I think that's perfectly reasonable for Ryan Tannehill to believe that. Now, do I think he's going to give him the cold shoulder and not talk to him in the meeting rooms or, or try to sabotage him or anything like that? I don't think that's what he was saying at all. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I just think Tannehill simply saying, look, it's my job to keep him off the field. So I, you know, it, if you want me to mentor him, fine. I'll help him if he asks me questions, but you know, I'm not, I'm not staying late to watch extra film with him or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, honestly i thought it was a, the, the 15th question of quite a difficult press conference well that too that <laughs> in, too in, yeah. ryan's, in ryan Tannehill's defense um, what about i always feel better when i speak to you about how how things look for the, for the times <laughs> I, I always love the optimism um any other i mean I, I know time is limited um and and you've got to go shortly but any any other picks that caught your eye or even undrafted free agents um thomas it, it, Udakoya from the Netherlands at tight end. Yeah, that that'll be interesting. I'll admit I don't know much about uh, Thomas there. Um, Nobody I have does. Not not done a deep dive onto him yet. But uh, the rest of the draft I thought was was pretty good from a Titan standpoint. Um, I thought the uh, the wide receiver Kyle Phillips that they took late. I watching him, especially watching him back. I, I was only vaguely familiar with him um heading into the draft i i had watched him play a couple times but didn't know a ton on him but after watching more of him and learning more about him i'm i'm pretty high on his uh chances to actually contribute pretty early for the titans i, I think there's a good chance he ends up being the punt returner uh to start the season and i wouldn't be surprised if he earned some reps in the slot uh you know pretty early on so i mean if he's one of the 46 that's dressing um, on Sundays, there's a good chance he's going to be on the field for at least a few snaps as a receiver. So, um, but he's very tough after the catch, very, very shifty. I mean, it's 
I everyone comps him to, to Adam Humphreys and and I did too because it is almost impossible not to see the similarities when you watch him and it's not just that he's a 5'11 white guy right it is it is that he is extremely tough he's very tough to tackle he's got great he's not a top end burner he's not super fast um but he's got enough speed and he's he's got a ton of stop start quickness so his, his ability to get in and out of his breaks how he runs his routes everything reminds me so much of Adam Humphreys it's crazy um so i i really think that uh, I I think he's he's got a chance to really be a pretty good player for them pretty early, and and John U. Smith clone Derek Henry clone. Um, yeah. we're just we're just trying to get the band back together. It it is, I mean the Titans have have types right like they very <laughs> clearly want to be they want players that are hard to tackle on offense and that's kind of uh, their their it seems like their primary driver is are you a huge pain in the ass to tackle if yes we are very interested in having you be a part of our football team so uh, but yeah Okonkwo, Okonkwo um, the tight end and uh, Hassan Haskins the running back both fit that mold both are very like it is kind of funny that they just it's like the return of the clones draft right like they just said what worked in that 2019-2020 offense Let's just go get all those pieces back together and see if we can recreate it. So, I mean, they drafted AJ Brown's clone, they drafted John Smith's clone, Adam Humphrey's clone, and Derrick Henry's clone. You know, so it's kind of funny. Uh, they're they're just kind of restocking with similar similar players. But hey, that worked really well when all those guys were actually together on the field once. So I, I don't I totally <laughs> mind them going back to the well there. Yeah, agreed. Hopefully, hopefully it does. Um, listen, thanks ever so much for your time. Anyone who doesn't know where they can find you um if you do you want to let them know um yeah at, at mike miracles on twitter um i am actually trying to write something uh if i can for broadwaysportsmedia.com here shortly so uh hopefully that will get finished uh at some point if i can find the time but uh yeah go to, go check those guys out anyways i'm not really writing much there over anymore but uh they've got great great writers and great guys uh at that website so i always like to give them a shout out too Awesome. Uh, thanks so much. Um, chat soon. Um, yeah, look, look forward to all those prophecies coming true. <laughs> I hope so. I, I'd love to see the 2019 offense again. So let's do yeah, it. Absolutely. Cheers, Mike. All right. Thanks, guys. There we go. Love, love talking to that guy. Um, he could, we could have traded away AJ Brown, Derek Kemry, Taylor Luan, Kevin Byard, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, and I would still feel good about this team. Um, that would be nonsense. But we, yeah, AJ Brown, I'm going to miss him. Mars isn't going to miss him. I think we'll um, still win the division, even if we traded them people away. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we, what do we make of it all then? Um, Brian, were you obviously AJ Brown aside? Or well, what do you think of that as well? But um, were you happy with our draft? Right. So. <clears throat> We all loved AJ Brown, me included. A huge AJ Brown fan. Still am. He's got all the talent in the world, but he hasn't conducted himself very well. And for me, no one's bigger than the team. I'm quite happy with what... We didn't get the most value out of the trade, but I felt like we were kind of backed into a corner and we got something which is better than nothing. Uh, we've drafted a, a prototype carbon copy, so to speak, and we ended with an extra, an extra pick. Did we end up turning that into... Uh, Malik Wallace, 
Is that, is that who we got with the, with the extra pick? I think I'm not Te- sure. But... Technically, I think we got Petit Frere, uh, but it's as broad as it's long. We, we traded up to get Willis, didn't we? So, uh, but with two or didn't three picks with the Raiders. Pick, yeah. To get Willis. Oh, I've, I've, I've lost track with too many trades. <laughs> well, it, regardless. You traded from the Raiders. I was upset with it. And on a whole, looking at everything now and taking on board the 25 million a year saving as well, I think he's actually played a bit of a blinder with it. I it it it's very possible. Um, I I don't know. It, it's Traylon Burks could be the next AJ Brown. Um, all these clones could be the next guy they're replacing. Um, I get that. the The thing is, we had we had a proven elite talent at wide receiver, and now we don't. We have someone who might be elite, um, but we don't know for sure. Um, we've got a huge oh, cap weight on our shoulders. Yeah. You take the talent over the picks all day, but you know he's he's had a double knee surgery. He might not, you know, he might not last too long. Who knows? It could be it could be a blinder. We we don't know yet. We'll find out in a couple of years, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we absolutely will. Um, Miles, what about you? Um, what's your? I mean, you were when we spoke last week. You were already critical of AJ Brown and his and his behaviour. Uh, what you were saying, so it seems to have come to fruition a bit. I mean, we we still don't know everything, obviously. Um, I guess you're probably more satisfied than most about how things have gone. I'm not sure satisfied is the right word, but I think I was more okay with it when it happened. Obviously, an ideal situation would have just been that wasn't what he is, his agent isn't what he was, yada 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 and he just signed a contract and we got on with it sadly as the week's gone by it sounds like there's more and more to it and I was always wondering after there was rumours about when certain players have been traded saying that actually it was agreed weeks ago like they mentioned Marquise Brown for the Ravens in the draft apparently that deal was done weeks ago but they didn't announce anything until the draft so this could have been in the in the works for a while um disappointed he's gone yes but to to me, it's it's one of them things where I think he'd made his decision quite early on that he didn't want to be part of the team. And as I mentioned, I, I could go on about how I was last time where it's it's disappointing, but I, I'm going to move on very quickly. Um, in terms of the draft itself, um, happy that we've drafted what seems to be a potential replacement. Obviously, with the draft, we have no idea. All these players could fail. All these players could get arrested next week. All these players could go in the Hall of Fame. It's just one of them things. I think Tom Brady and other players have proven that it doesn't matter where you get drafted, that if you're willing to put, do your job, as it were, then you stand a chance of doing well in this league. So we'll see what happens. Um, Malik Willis, tons of potential, very very Josh Allen-esque, where big arm, legs like Michael Vick, but no accuracy, which, you know, a year or two of, I'm going to put mentorship, people can't see my quotes, but I'm quoting mentorship um, of watching and training and coaching. Who knows what could happen to him? He, he could be the next big thing. He could be the next Josh Rosen. It's it's You, you don't know what's going to happen. But as a whole, I think we've drafted, what, six offensive players this year? And it's one of them where when you think about this aging team, in a couple of years' time, if these players are all, let's say, NFL quality, they're going to be ready to step up and rec- replace a couple of these aging players. So... I think you see a lot of the grades floating around like, hey, B plus, see how the Titans drafted. Personally, I'm happy with it. Um, 
I think the draft itself, there was, there's only really, I think they said between 10 to 15 players that really are that potentially top quality player. And then outside of that, it's how they're going to develop themselves. So you don't know. But based on potential, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with how it went. And hopefully the guys really put the effort in now and uh, to see how the next few months go, see how any of them can get in the team this year or can really step up and learn the playbook and be ready for the future years. Greg, anything, anything to add? Um, it's, it, feels, it still feels raw, all of it. Um, <laughs> Been, I've been through the, the. It feels really strange to say this, but it's like stages of grief in this last week. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. like de- denial on on. It was Friday morning for me because I woke up about seven in the morning to about 150 WhatsApp messages from our group, and I automatically went something's gone wrong here. Um, it was denial to start with, but then a little bit of anger went on top of it. Um, and then as the weeks kind of progress, I've got to that point where it's just acceptance now, and it's just moved on, and it's you know what we've got, we are where we are. Would I rather AJ Brown be in this team? Of course. Um, I think he is a a talent that you don't stumble across in the, even in the first round of a draft every single year. Uh, for every AJ Brown you pick up in the second round, you can get a Jalen Rager in the first round. So it's one of those ones. Fingers crossed. Traylon Burks is is the answer um, and is someone who we can depend upon us as, as the next AJ Brown. And by that, I don't mean he leaves in four years time or three years time, whatever it is in moaning his head off that he isn't earning enough money, but uh, from, I'm, from, I'm kind of what, over that. From now. what Mike said, he doesn't sound, he seems less likely to be the type to do that. Uh, no. But you, but you kind of fall, you, you fall for a personality a bit, don't you as well? Like you, you, you trust someone um, because you like them. You see, you, you see what they, how they come across. And yeah. um, we, we all did with AJ Brown or most of us did. I think with AJ, I think as the week's gone on, uh, there's been a lot more that's come out. I think uh, Teresa Walker was on a, a podcast talking about um, there was there was no real negotiation on the contract. It was pretty much the Titans put put their bid down almost, um, and the negotiation was well, this is this is what we want. And when the Titans came back with a a renegotiated offer, it was just deaf silence so that's from what I understand is 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 what's been talked about but again there's gonna be two sides to every story I think it's best for both parties to just move on um and for us to kind of kick off with look we're gonna have a a very different offense this year in my opinion I think Tim Kelly's gonna come in and and be someone who's gonna have a big big hand to play in, in how this offense lines up we definitely need another receiver uh, someone, sort of veteran receiver who can come in and, and, and play games and, and really help this team go forward. Uh, but and I'm weirdly kind of excited by it. I think it's it's one of those ones, it feels strange to say, you know, we've just lost our arguably our best offensive player, or certainly our best receiver. Um, and going yeah. into a season thinking we should should be weaker for it. Maybe we will be, but I don't feel like we will be. Miles, I know just like Mike, you've got to go shortly. Um, yeah, everybody has lives other than this, except me, Greg, and Brian, um, apparently, um, which is which is fair enough. Um, any any final thoughts from you? Anything non-Titans related, even that you that you want to share? I mean, it's only been a week. I was just trying to think. Um, do you know what? Funny enough, I've made a note because I think halfway. F- it's amazing when we do our non-Titans that. There's stuff that will annoy you all the way through the week and then when it actually comes to the moment where you have a chance to, uh, we'll say, moan about it. Um, 
it's it's gone, but I made a note because it's something that actually happened uh, last night. So um, I'll, I'll dive into my non-Titans because I'm sure you guys might dwell a little bit more on uh, other Titans news. And obviously Mike um, had his uh, talk about regarding Tannehill and his uh, mentorship. But I just wanted to quickly bring up uh, Twitter is the best place in the world to get received news, information, uh, find about social events, but it's also the worst place in the world for people like AJ Brown when people want to speak their opinion. I hate Twitter when a new film's coming out. Um, this is a non-spoiler Titans, uh, non-Titans uh, related moment, but there's a new uh, Marvel film out tomorrow in the UK, uh, technically tonight, midnight. Uh, I'm quite looking forward to watching it, and I thought I'd be perfectly safe to just go on my Twitter sphere and just enjoy what Twitter brings every day. Uh, I was mistaken because apparently people got to see the film early and decided that they were going to be that guy or gal, I don't want to accuse anyone, and tweet about the important spoilers of the film. And to me, it's like it, Twitter's such a good place where you can get information just like that. Something in the world can happen, and you can find out right away. But I don't want to know about film spoilers. And there should be there should be a place where I'll add them to my list of those sort of people, uh, people reserved in hell for spoiling films online without either a massive spoiler alert or just don't do it. I'm, I'm not a particularly big film buff by any means. I'm not. Um, but I don't notice it. I, th- I think that's something that people are generally quite well behaved with. It's the same with sort of TV series. Um, but maybe I follow different. Well, obviously follow different people. Um, but um, you need to you need to mute certain accounts. Um, and I yeah, it's a it's a bit. It's, it's, it's not right sharing things like that, is it? Um, what's what? What does it? Where does it get you? Like spoiling things for other people. But it gets on my block list. Uh, the only other thing was the Titans have not replaced Blazing Game in the draft, and I feel that will be something we regret to not do. <laughs> <laughs> We've got we've got Tory Carter. It's all good. We have we have. Who's it's the ongoing joke, and I won't believe it at any point. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Miles. Appreciate it. Sign up, guys. Um, all right, uh, Brian. Do you want to uh, chat about Tannehill then? Um, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the press conference, but it was it was as if like the media were there to. Yeah. <sighs> give him both barrels um for about eight different things um and but i get yeah i guess the biggest headline was that was a comment about the fact that he's he's not a not a mentor for for malik willis um where where do you see that um, do you have any any issues with it right so first off he didn't actually say that he's not a mentor he said it's not his job to be a mentor and he That's is a good point and i and i 100 agree ryan Tannehill for me, is not the type of guy who will not, who will just distance himself. He won't, he won't be able to help himself. He's a nice guy, and he will offer the advice that's that's needed. But like Mike said, he's not going to run around after him like a big brother. Um, which he doesn't, you know. I, I agree. He's not. He's not paid to be his mentor. Um, I'm sure he will mentor him in certain aspects and. I don't know. I think I think it's a, a mountain out of a molehill. Like, and as you touched on earlier, I think he, he'd uh, he'd he'd faced several tough questions before then. He'd been given both barrels, and uh, I thought he did quite well actually. Yeah, I I think that's fair, and it it feels like he perhaps didn't phrase it quite right. Um, hence all these all these headlines have blown up. Um, 
Yeah, I thought he did. He dealt with a lot. Of that and stuff then I see well. now. Now you see uh, Nate Washington calling his leadership in a question. And uh, well, this, 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 this is this is what happens, though, isn't it? You know, there'll yeah. be there's always an ex-player or somebody of the high profile enough to get noticed, like like Kurt Warner, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Pitts um, from Atlanta as well. He piped up about it. It's like the guy's only been in the league a year. Oh, oh ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to throw shade at my beloved Atlanta Falcons, but <laughs> still rocking that jersey, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, Greg. Do you do you agree? I mean, we I think we've had had similar discussions last week about overanalyzing a lot of this stuff. Um, there were any concerns from you? There were two. There were two quotes. There was one which I had a respect for. T- in regards to, he'd obviously gone to a pretty dark place after the Bengals game. Um, however, come, come, well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, to come out and say, you know, that he essentially had therapy to to kind of get try and get over it, and we don't know if he fully has yet, is an interesting one to come out with because I, I, I'm all for it in regards to speaking openly around the mental health side of things. But when you're a sportsman, surely now you're kind of going to set the target on your back a little bit. You know, you can just see defences almost praying for any kind of weakness ultimately when it comes to, uh, you know, how they'll, how they'll approach him in the early part of, that, of this season. It'll be interesting to see. How, do, massive... how do you prey on that as a weakness, though? You can't, uh, any, any opportunity for yeah, but... a defensive player to, albeit chat shit, it, they'll, they'll do it, right? Yeah, but what, what, what are they going to do? I mean, he, he wouldn't say it if he didn't feel it was a, a positive no, 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 thing. I'm not criticising him saying it at all, by the way. I think it, it was incredibly brave of him to come out and say it, because let's face it, there's, there's a lot of people who would have hidden that away and, and never yeah, said sure, about sure. it. In regards to his comment around not being a mentor, he's not. He's he, he's ultimately there to be QB1 and to win, us, uh, to win us games. And as far as I'm concerned, he's maybe he's a little bit threatened that there's now a guy who's going to be Chomping at the bit behind him, rather than with respect to Logan Woodside. Logan Woodside. Um, <laughs> I think there's there's an argument for for him feeling a bit threatened. But to be honest with you, the time was right why, to bring that's someone why like they that picked, in. That's why yeah. they picked him when they did. They saw the opportunity and thought, you know what, this will benefit us. You just got to look at what happened when when Tannehill was brought in behind behind Mariota. It it drove them to actually realizing actually we need to make this change. I'm not saying they're going to do that this year, by the way, but it drove and, and continued to push. It would have pushed Mariotti further than it would have been when he had Matt Castle sat behind him. No disrespect to Matt Castle. Um, but it, it, makes, it gives you more options, doesn't it? It gives absolutely. you... I mean, if, if, if Tannehill steps, steps his game up, great. If, if he doesn't, then he wasn't the right guy. Absolutely. If, if, he, if he can't deal with the pressure of having someone credible sitting behind him, then he's not the right guy. And that will, that will become, that will become <clears> clear. <throat> I think Willis also, sorry to interrupt, but I think Willis is also the sort of player that you can see him chucking him in there for a few plays. You can see that I, I don't think he's going to be literally sat there doing nothing this year um, on the sideline. He, he'll he be chucked in for the odd play here and there. It might end up being just a handing it off to, to a running back or doing, you know, but I do think they'll use him a bit more as potentially a bit of a hope- gadget. I hope if we do, it isn't predictable because you you sometimes see that. Like, well, funnily enough, with Mariota, how the Raiders used yeah. him. Like he's coming in, you you know he's probably not going to throw the ball. You know, but, yeah, make it, it make it a bit less less predictable. If we, well, yeah, if we we don't know. I mean, I, I don't know enough about 
Malik Willis to say 100% like what is his what is his biggest strength but from from what I've read from what I've heard and listening to Mike who who's certainly more in the know in terms of what his talent is I think it's the upside that excites me the most right now and I think even if he sits behind Tannehill for the next two years before before getting his his shot I'll take that because I think you got to look at players who have done that in the past Mahomes did it behind uh, behind Smith I mean McNair did it for for what three yeah. years before he started so you know there's I'm all for that as long as Tannehill continues to perform at the at the levels required it does it does seem more and more unusual these days that 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 it works for teams but I think I think actually we're as an organization as well set up for this as as anyone not not a huge pressurized media market um a sensible coaching staff um and we've got some good people and I think I think it it could work well. Um, I mean, I, I'm yeah, still very gutted about AJ Brown, as mo- as most of us are. Um, I've yeah, I'm coming around to the fact that maybe we couldn't have done that much about it, and have probably got all that we can given given what's happened. Um, but the re- the rest of the draft, I'm pretty happy with. I'm I'm still pretty optimistic. Whether whether we're better than the year ago or two or three years ago, I don't know yet, but we could be. I think it's going to be interesting to see what we do at receiver. Losing, yeah, losing yeah. AJ, fine. And, if you've got and how the OJ shapes up, shapes up as well is yeah. key. Yeah, I mean, I think the the right tackle we, we've brought in, Petit Frere, I think, I think he's going to have to come in and start. I, th- I don't think there's any any doubt that he's going to be, I don't think he's they're going to be doing what they did with Raddens last year, sitting in for the majority of the year. One of those two is definitely going to be starting. I can see them potentially both starting. Um, it's going to be the O line is definitely one that's going to be really, really interesting how that functions, and and that will be a, a direct into you know what we're going to see from Tannehill this year as well. Yeah, I said that I think last week it's so important to get to fix that O line because I don't think I mean, it wasn't awful last year by stretch of imagination, but Tannehill took far too many sacks. Yeah, oh, 100 percent, and yeah, some were probably on him, but I don't think most of them were. No. Um, I'm concerned about how we replace Saffold. What are we plugging in there? Oh uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, it's that's uh, why they could fit the line. I think uh, I think Davis didn't look as good last year, did he? As he did the previous year. I mean, you look at who you've got. You've got. I mean, Davis is is, is surely he's one hundred percent going to start. He's, he's going to start, isn't he? At right yeah. guard. I think you, you've got. I mean, I, I won't be. Comfortable it might, it might be Radens at left guard. I can, I can definitely see that happening. I won't be comfortable going into the season starting Aaron Brewer, for example. Um, no, no. I just can't. I can't see that happening. Um, are they brought in the guy from, who's the guy from Seattle. Really they brought is it Jones? Sorry, Brian. Uh, no, yeah. When he plugged in, I thought he did. It. I think he did a good decent job, but I thought he looked better than Nate Davis at times last year. To be honest. That's just me. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, David right. did really badly last year, but that's PFF. You can take that or leave that. <laughs> when it supports your not... argument, you use it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please, please, please don't swear on this podcast. We can't. You <laughs> can't say the PFF word. No, no. Um, who's stopping this offense? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, I think we've uh, we've probably chatted Titans Titans enough. Um, 
we certainly have. Um, but yeah, can't get can't get enough of Mike. Um, hugely appreciated for his his time again. Retired Mike. Um, that's how that's how valued we are. Um, non Titans related then. Um, Brian, I've not well, we've not done this in a in a while. Um, something's got to be. Non Titans related is. It's not really a big one. It's, it's kind of highly hypocritical as well. <laughs> so <laughs> when people say they're going to be there at a certain time, when they have no intention of being there for that time, you know, what, they're just so, late. so like this podcast sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, when they have no intention of being there for that time, then I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm terrible with my timekeeping, but it's not. It's not intentional. It's just having. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. I get but, you. And there's certain people in the world who will say they'll be there at half past and they don't set off till half past and it's just like not naming names my housemate um, <laughs> terrible for it and it just it just winds me up because he's also the most impatient person ever just as not sounds bad he's, I know he's not going to listen to this so we're okay but um, <laughs> no it's just it just bugs me and I, 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 I say I'm being hypocritical here because I'm terrible for my timekeeping, but it's those who, in, who just have no intention of being there on time. Winds me up. There's there's a big difference between people that, uh, yeah, I know exactly I know exactly what you mean. Um, and it, it's it's a, there's a difference between somebody who says they'll be there at half past, doesn't make it, but they've tried to be there at half past, or something's come up or something, and the type of person who says they'll be there at half past and doesn't care about you yeah. waiting around for them um, and will just just be selfish about stuff. No, I completely get that. Um, yeah. Uh, Greg, sometimes related. I, was, I, was, I couldn't decide whether to jump in next or not. Um, I thought you forgot my name. Um, <laughs> the one for me is, uh, and I had this on traveling back into work, back on the train, into London, I'm not doing it every day, but doing it occasionally. And I've been out, I've been to London three times, I think, in the last couple of weeks or so. And every single, every single time I've, I've been, I've, I've had not, it's not the same person, but a person on the phone with, on loudspeaker. Oh, what's all that about? What is that? Like, it's, it just, it's absolute insanity. Like, a. I don't want to hear your conversation. It's bad enough I'm going to have to hear your voice at half the conversation. They're Except the same people that say they're the, they'll be there at half past and then can't be asked. <laughs> yeah, I've just, yeah. terrible for it. You'll walk it's... around Tesco on loudspeaker. Oh. So annoying. It's like, also, I'm pretty sure the person on the other end of the phone doesn't want to be heard every single word by <laughs> yeah. 50 people sat on the same train carriage. But yeah, I, I just I don't know what it is. It's, it's something I've seen. Should join in the conversation. That's what you should yeah. do. They'll, they'll soon, they'll soon take them off speaker. Then that means you've got to make eye contact and, uh, and speak to people on a it's train. Ignorant, it's just... yeah. <laughs> it is ignorant to the people yeah. around you. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really annoying though. But yeah, that's, that's my, a great yeah. idea. I'm going to start doing that. Adam. <laughs> start joining the conversation. <laughs> I'm not responsible if you get your head kicked in. Just to just throwing that out there. Um, but... Can you record it as well on your phone? I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, that that needs that needs a TikTok, doesn't it? Well, like, like like when I was in the taxi that time. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> you should record more of your just random conversations. I mean, it's highly entertaining. 
I think people should rec- no. Uh, well, I was going to say people should record more stuff in general. That's definitely not true. Uh, but <laughs> uh, shall I make it three moans out of three? This isn't really a moan. It's just an observation. Um, but anybody, I well, I lived in a place called Ware, W A R E, for six years. Oh. I, I I still live only three miles away from it. But I'm anybody aware. who anybody who says where. Every single person thinks they're the first person to have done it. I literally have to hold it in so much not to say it as soon as you said where. (laughs) Every single person thinks they're the first person to say superb owl instead of Super Bowl. Um, And also, every single person thinks they're the first to come up with May the 4th be with you. No, you're not. You're not. You're not original. (laughs) It's become Star Wars Day. I mean, fine, make it make it a thing to promote Star Wars, but it's every single every single year. It's the yeah. same with the Super Bowl. It's the same with this. There'll be people that are posting it, thinking they're the first. You're not. Fun fun You're fact. Really not. Fun fact. Never never seen Star Wars. So <coughs> may the oh, force be with you. When people say that to me, I'm fully aware of may the force be with you. But I just sit there and go, "What are you on about?" I'm I'm I'll. I'll share this with you. And this is a bit like someone that say, do you like Marmite? And they'll be like, yeah, it's all right. I've, I'm like that about Star Wars. I've seen them. I've never seen right. it. Never. Never seen Star Wars or Star Trek. I, I, I like deliberately confusing them. That really gets people riled up. See, I would do that unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> I hope brother's a Star Wars virgin, I have. I just don't, I just, like, I watched them not that long ago, like the original three um, with, with Henry, my son, and uh, like, he, he, he really enjoyed them. Um, I was just like, watch, I wasn't bored, but why, why, why are they so powerful by everyone? There's, here's another one for you. How do you feel about um, adults and Harry Potter? Oh, uh, I've never seen them. There you go. I've seen. No. I've only. I've only seen the first one. I've only seen the first one as well. Are you me? Um, it's it's weird. <laughs> it's it's weird. I mean, bless. I work with a girl. And she's like twenty three, and she's Harry Potter obsessed, and I just find it weird. Well, weird. It's not uncommon, I don't think. I'll tell you what we shouldn't do. The three of us is uh, <laughs> is start a film pod- podcast. Um, oh, we should. This is why we should. <laughs> We just start talking about films we've never seen. Just oh, really yeah. annoy the people who love them. Really annoy Miles. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we should start a, a film spoiler podcast and just to send it to him every time. Even yeah, though yeah. we've not seen what we know what, the, what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's listening to that, rightly. Right. No one's listening um, to this. Well, not by now. Um, they've listened. Hopefully, they've listened to Mike. Um, so, yeah, Harry might listen. after that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Right, chaps, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, we'll be, uh, I'm not going to say we'll be back as soon as next week. We'll be certainly back later in the, later in the spring, um, whenever we feel like it, really. Um, but yeah, nice to chat. Do what we, as, we do what we want. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally true. Um, I should just, oh, before we go, we should just cover the fact that it's been announced today that the Titans aren't coming to Europe for any games, which was a bit of a shame. Um, but just to have that have that confirmed, there were rumours that we might be playing the Packers at Tottenham or the Jags at Wembley, but neither of those things 
came to fruition, which is a bit of a shame. A bit of bit of a shame. Uh, but there you go. Maybe next year. Um, Probably not. Yeah. Hopefully we get the Germany game next year. That'll be awesome. Oh, I'm I am I am there if that happens. I'm umming and ahhing about. I am there with the other four. Yeah, I'm there this year. Stein yeah. in hand. <laughs> yeah, that that would be great. Right, definitely time to get out of here. Um, tighten up, everyone. Um, we will catch you soon. Rise up!